0: Welcome back bass players and musicians of the world. I'm Wyatt Walker where you're listening to episode 5 of the Better Bass Podcast. Today, just going to talk about something that I've been thinking about a lot in my own practice recently and that's bridging the gap between the practice room and the stage and being able to enter a performance mindset, enter the sort of stage flow state. On demand, whenever it's necessary, because that's a muscle that has atrophied for me recently. Performing does not feel as consistent to me right now as it did a few months ago, and it's just a—it's a function of the season. Currently, I'm recording this podcast on December, uh, December 11th, December 11th, December 10th. I don't even know what day it is. It's a slow time of the year for us gigging professionals, us gigging musicians. I've played only one or two shows a week for the past five weeks or so, and it's starting to show. My performances have not felt as good lately. The last set I played, I felt very eh about. I listened back to the recording. I felt very eh. I've gone and sat in on some gigs of friends of mine and not felt very good about what I did on stage there. Having a lot of trouble with constantly judging myself, trying to get away from that, trying to get away from the mindset of, oh god, this thing that I just played was terrible, and instead just allowing it to come out, allowing my body and mind to do the work, and running with it, and being present in the moment. So I've been trying to bring this into the practice room. I've been trying to bring my flow state into the shed and a key way that I've been doing this is playing along with recordings. I've been uh, been spending a lot of time just jamming along, not playing exact transcriptions or anything, but doing my best to absorb the time feel and the sound and the harmonic and melodic ideas of this Pat Metheny record, uh, Question and Answer, 2008. It's a trio record with Dave Holland and Roy Haynes. It's a live record. There's some just fantastic tracks on there, some really mind-blowing solos. Highly recommend checking out that record if you, if you haven't before. And I've been playing along with that, playing along to Pat Matheny's solos, accompanying and trying to solo at the same time, accompanying Dave Holland's solos, um, comping during the drum solos, playing chordal ideas, that kind of thing, and really spending time just allowing myself to play because I haven't done much of that recently. I haven't done much just allowing myself to express myself. What I've been kind of having in my head as very, very deep focused practice has been a lot of, uh, a lot of, bass isn't loud enough, a lot of. a lot of that kind of thing with a metronome, doing it five, six times over until I get it exactly perfect, exactly the way that I want to hear it, repeating things through 12 keys, stopping myself when I make mistakes and starting over. And while that has its merit, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a wrong thing to do because it absolutely is a right thing to do and it will get you much more physically acquainted with the instrument. It's not particularly productive in a performance situation to enter with that mindset. So being able to separate your practice mindset from your performance mindset is really key. This is kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm half borrowing this from Kenny Werner, Effortless Mastery. If you haven't seen any Effortless Mastery content before, Kenny Werner is a fantastic teacher. I love his stuff he talks about flow state as the space. That's uh, that's Kenny's name for it. And putting yourself in a space where you are allowing yourself to be one with your instrument, essentially, and however you express yourself through your instrument is the most genuine version of you. And accepting that, really, just, just the ultimate acceptance that whatever comes out, comes out, and that is me, and that is where I'm at now. For me, a lot of performance insecurity stems from, oh, I'm supposed to be able to execute this. Oh, I should be able to. I should, I should, I should. Not, this is what I can actually do. This is where I am at. And maybe I really do believe that I can do something, and I go on stage, and I try to do it, and I flub it. I played uh Oh, I sat in on a gig and I called Got a Match by Chick Korea, this 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 super fast This super fast melody that I'm I'm completely flubbing as we speak. I just folded on it right there, just like I did when I played it on that gig and I went in with every confidence that, oh yeah, I've been practicing this for weeks, I'm gonna be able to execute it just fine. It was not the case i had to kind of stop and leave the uh leave the horn player to take the rest of the melody halfway through the head out it was not uh not the prettiest thing from my perspective but what that showed me is that i just wasn't quite as prepared as i thought i was i'd been practicing that melody sitting down a lot i was standing on the stage there was a physical difference there, I was a little bit uncomfortable, I was playing through somebody else's amp, I wasn't totally comfortable with the sound, I was sitting in for an upright player bringing on my electric bass. There were a whole bunch of factors at play that led to a bunch of insecurities of mine surfacing, subtle ones, not anything huge, not anything life-altering, but... I found myself being worried about, oh god, I hope it's loud enough out front. Oh god, I hope the EQ is right. I hope I'm making the right kind of adjustments on the fly. Oh no, I'm standing and not sitting down and my right hand feels kind of weird trying to play this and I'm staring at the fingerboard trying to make sure that I don't miss any don't miss any shifts or anything instead of just allowing myself to play. And instead of approaching the musical situation with confidence and approaching it with the solace of whatever's about to happen on this stage is going to happen and I'm okay with that, I was not okay with the potential of a less-than-ideal outcome, and what that led to was a very far-from-ideal outcome. I think that execution on stage is about 75% preparedness, and 25% confidence. If you come prepared, if you come knowing the book that you're supposed to play, you come ready to generally be able to hang with the musicians that you're on the stage with, then you are 75% of the way there. If you've spent the time with your instrument to be really physically comfortable, then that's where you're going to be at. The last 25%, the last bit of the sauce, what really, really puts the performance together is not confidence from an egotistical perspective. Definitely not some idea of, oh, I'm just going to play everything perfectly because that's what I do and that's what I know how to do. No. The confidence that's required is accepting yourself. The confidence that's required is accepting that you're going to perform how you're going to perform and one performance does not make your value as a musician. One performance does not make your value as a human being. I do bag on myself a lot. I bag on myself and my performances all the time. And part of the reason is that I obsessively record myself. I try to record every gig that I play. I listen back to it after. And I make value judgments and I make calls to practice one thing or another based on the deficiencies that I hear in my own playing. I'm very much accustomed to looking for those deficiencies and looking for the the flaws and problems in my own bass playing and working on them all the time. So that becomes a large part of what I see about my performances, that becomes a large part of what I hear about my performances, but the next step to that and something that I'm kind of slowly training over time to myself is is disconnecting that from my genuine self-image and how I think of myself as a person and how confidently I carry myself. I can't afford to allow a bad gig or even a couple of bad songs at a gig to ruin my whole week anymore. I just can't. Out of pure necessity, I have to see failure to execute something as an opportunity for improvement and an opportunity to increase my preparedness. That's all it is it's not a permanent state. I would, I would feel right about being sad and depressed about a poor performance if that was a permanent state, and I was never going to change, and I was never going to improve, and I was never going to get better at my instrument, and I was never going to get better at performing through putting in the hours. But ultimately, it's temporary, There's no justification beyond a a monkey-brain, knee-jerk reaction for feeling depressed about a poor performance or losing your self-worth over a poor performance. Now, it's perfectly okay to be dissatisfied. I am very regularly dissatisfied about things that I thought I was prepared for that turned out I was underprepared for, or... Maybe things I was prepared for that I just didn't go in with enough confidence and enough poise to execute. But I'm really, really working on disconnecting that from my value as a human being and my value as a musician, because I know what I do well. We all know what we do well. And personally, I'm a very practice-over-talent mindset kind of person. I'm of the belief that anyone can improve to any degree, Anybody can really accomplish anything they want in music, on the bass, on an instrument, with sufficient time, sufficient practice, and sufficient good quality hours and attention to detail. So bringing this all back into the practice room and what we can do in our own basements and garages to improve our our presence on stage, our confidence on stage, and our execution is just get into an active mindset of not judging yourself. Just tell yourself, I'm going to play eight bars, start with eight bars, and I am not going to judge myself. And whatever comes out of the instrument comes out. And you'll probably find yourself getting more physically relaxed immediately, at least I do, that's what happens for me. I say, okay, screw it, I'm just gonna play this thing. And then I execute it better than I would have if I were worried about it in my head and tensed up in my body. You know, tension comes from the nervous system. The nervous system controls the muscles in the human body. Tension comes from the mind. When your mind is relaxed, when you allow your mind to relax, then your body will relax with it and you'll have greater facility on the instrument. Typically, I find, at least, I I play more cleanly, I stop forcing weird ideas where they don't belong, I stop thinking so much about what I'm playing and thinking so much about the physical aspect of playing my instrument, and I open my ears more, I allow myself to take in what the musicians around me are playing, I allow myself to take in the situation more, and I end up serving the music better. I listen better and I play things that make more sense. And if I'm playing a written part, I play it in a way that makes more sense. The groove is tighter. The notes are clearer and more accurate. All these things, all these things really, really add up when you go in with a confident, non-judgmental performance mindset. So bottom line of all of it, save the self deprecation for the shed save the self deprecation for your detail work your your practice time don't allow that to interfere with your performance and this is hard this is incredibly hard to do these are things that i've known in the back and the front of my mind and things that i've been told over and over for years and as i just said in the in this whole episode of 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 bagging on myself I don't do this stuff very well. I'm working on it all the time. And I think it's helpful for all musicians to work on and at least to think about, at least have it in the back of your mind somewhere. So let's work on our flow state. Let's all be better bass players together. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you visit betterbass.substack.com. That's the home of this podcast. If you wanna leave a comment, leave it there. Would really appreciate people sign up for the email list. Don't miss an episode. I'll send you an email every time a new one comes out. It'll come right there in your inbox. You don't got to go searching for it anywhere. Every subscription really helps out. Every subscription really helps grow this thing and enables me to keep making this podcast and keep making this kind of content for you. So if you like what you hear, head on over to the Substack, and I'll see you in the next episode.